On Sky Sports Radio, time to review the weekend's racing with our stable of experts. He's pretty exciting, this guy. Streeting his rivals. Who impressed? Who didn't? Horses to follow. And have a look at the time. And your calls. Welcome to Punter's Postmortem. Rally starting to go through his gears. Just continues to raise the bar. Uh, Yeah, good morning and welcome to Punters Postmortem on this Monday, the 28th of November. Hopefully everyone had a great weekend, whatever they got up to and ready to attack this week. We've got a good show coming up. We've got Punters Postmortem with, of course, uh, Ron Duffersey, Richard Callender and David Gately. We'll look at uh, the racing on the weekend. We'll take your calls as well on 13.53.53 and also the text line 0419 That's the text line. You can get involved with the show if you've got a question for the team today about uh, the racing in Sydney, Melbourne and no doubt Perth will get a run as well once we, we saw Paul Ailey win that uh, winner bottom in unbelievable fashion down the outside. We've got two meetings in New South Wales today, one at Taree and at the Sapphire Coast. Taree gets underway at uh, 10 minutes to 2 o'clock and the Sapphire Coast, 20 minutes later, they get underway at uh, 10 past 2. And we've got scratchings with Tanya Thomas. G'day, Tanya. Morning, morning, Dave. Morning, everyone. We'll start with Taree, where the weather is fine. The track is a good four. The rail is true, and there are 11 scratchings. From race one, take number two, Power Legend, number two. Race two, number nine, Bartender Rules, and 10, No Respect, nine and 10. From race three, number three, Parties Galore, and five, Star Impact, three and five. From the fourth, take out number Number one, Kenny Prospect. Number one, race five. Number eight, Gracious Gracie. Number eight, to race six, take out four outreach to Henry. Six, All Beans. And seven, Johnny Dash. Four, six, and seven. And race seven, number two, Lord Avatar. Number two from race seven at Taree. Sapphire Coast, the weather is overcast. The track a good four, the rail true, and 14 scratchings. From race one, number one, aid and a bet, number one. The second race is clear. From race three, number four, Hobsey, 12, Shalei Lua, and 13, she streaks away, four, 12, and 13. Race four, number eight, Miss Lamar, and nine, surprise factor, eight and nine. From race five, number four, Angel Academy, Eight, So You Pence. Nine, Super Galicious. And 12, Jewel Approach. Also the Emergency 16. Four, eight, nine, 12, and 16. Race six is clear. And from race seven, number 13, Super Wand. 14, Gleaming Miss. And the Emergency 15. 13, 14, and 15, Dave, from race seven at the Sapphire Coast. Fantastic. Thank you very much for that, Tanya. We'll have, as I said, a full preview of those particular meetings after Punters Postmortem this morning, and then we'll get back into our, our standard Mondays. Um, looking forward to it. Our first guest, I think we've got Ron Duffersey online as our panel. Duff, welcome back from the West, mate. Uh, we saw great scenes there with Paul Lilly, and we had some great racing here in Sydney on the weekend. How are you, mate? Yeah, good thanks, Dave. Yeah, it was a big performance from Pulele. They've been waiting, waiting patiently to get that big Group 1 next to his name, and they placed him beautifully there on Saturday, and everything fell into place. He got the speed up front. He chimed in, and it was a big win. To think he got $13 in a field like that is still... I'm, I'm still trying to work that out. Um, but, yeah, it was a, it was a terrific meeting. Um, as far as Sydney and Melbourne's concerned, I'm... Just haven't had a lot of time to look at the replay, so I'll be um, resting heavily on, on Richard and Gator there just to help me along the way. Fantastic. And also, uh, we'll m- mentioning uh, those two gentlemen, we've got uh, Gator joining us from our Melbourne studio. G'day, Gator. 
Hello, team. Yeah, it's much less fun doing a review when you've had your butt kicked, but look, <laughs> uh, you win more from your losses than you win. Yeah, it was a difficult day there at Caulfield, wasn't it, mate, so with obviously that, that win that was around? Yeah, it was a bit tricky. I thought the track itself played really well, both Sydney and Melbourne, so credit to all involved there. And, you know, and that's the case, um, generally, when we get beaten, the fault's ours. So um, it's a matter of finding where we went wrong and, um, and fixing it. And Richard Callender joining us as well this morning. Uh, Richie, uh, as Duff alluded to, mate, uh, we'll be relying on your eyes and gators for Sydney. But there were some good, uh, nice performances. Um, and obviously, Dajram was very good in the festival. Yeah, I know you got the soft spot uh, spot for Dave Zazran with that punters uh, club, but uh, I thought the, the run of the day, you know, and an- another string to the bow for Bonnie Ezra. Uh, they went back from a wide barrier. What a performance is one. But Gator, as bad as the weekend was, I think you're going better than Jeff Kennett, uh, Peter Credlock, and Victoria. It's down your way. Uh, yeah, that, they, were, they were in tears on the weekend. Boys, let's 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 chime in and, and talk about the festival first, and then we'll we'll work our way around the country. And as I said, if you've got a, a question for our team, thirteen fifty three fifty three is that open line number, or text oh four one nine seven six seven two seven two. What do we make of the festival stakes? I might start uh, with you, Gator, and we'll go Gator into Richie, and then obviously Duff. If you want to um, chime in and ask the boys anything, you can because I know you're in, you're in Perth, but. Um, Tim Clark, he's just the man of the moment, Gator, at the moment. Yeah, look, he is. And uh, this horse was well-supported first up with the 53 kilos. Look, I didn't have it, top five, but that was pretty much every race. Um, But look, what they did do was offset that barrier really quickly, went up set second. The speed was solid, though, 54 second, first 900. Um, It was Ken Amura Vision, who chased hard, but could give that uh, up-and-coming male two-and-a-half kilos. Uh, but uh, back on top of the ground, the key for that horse. And uh, so when the money was there, I was a bit worried uh, that I'd got it wrong and um, job done. Kerwin's Lane was good with his 58. It was difficult to miss the run of Sunshine Rising. I think, um, you know, the other two uh, learned gentlemen will touch on, on a bit. I mean, the covering ground with 60 kilos is probably the best run in the race. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, Richie, you had Sunshine Rising. You've got it later as a horse to follow. Oh, well, I don't think anyone missed it. Uh, yeah, look, uh, he's a nine-year-old. He was his what he 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 hadn't he started in December nineteen. He then had fourteen months off. He's had one run in January twenty-one. He's come from Hong Kong back to Australia. Hasn't raced for close to two and a half two years. He only had a couple of trials. He looked big in condition. I saw him in the yard. Lovely looking animal for a nine-year-old. And um, I thought he was terrific. Um, yeah, he's only beaten two lengths, but. Uh, whether it's his next run, what is guaranteed is that he's going to win races. I thought he was super. I thought Skyman was very good. It had little freshen up. Now come back 13-15 for Skyman. He'll be looking for those mile and mile and a quarter races over the, the Christmas break. But, uh, yeah, I agree with Gator. When the money come for days, Ryan, you were just that little bit worried. And, look, Kerwin's Lane did a good job with the, with the 58 as well. Mm. Yeah, look, he, he take nothing away from Doge running. The dry tracks obviously suit him, and he's been a bit of work in progress as well. He's, he's looked good on occasions. He's a lovely type of horse. So, look, Mirror Vision out of the, out of the group one, so she, she's run well there. But uh, the talk is about Sunshine Rising. What a, Very brave to have another crack with him. Like, he's been a really good horse. Like, he, he's had... He's, he's a nine-year-old. He's had two bow tendons, mind you. He had one bow tendon, then he had another bow tendon in the other foot. And for such a horse like him, it's very brave to put him back into work, um, uh, considering the circumstances. But Mark's done a great job. He's uh, under pressure, 
and uh, you know, like you say, sixty kilos wide, no cover the whole way, no lacking match practice. He's he's gone well. It's hard to say you got much upside with a horse like him, but he was regarded in a very strong year as being in the top eight horses in Hong Kong. Uh, so yeah, you, we've got to respect him going forward. Uh, the disappointments, I thought, was Kiss Summer should have done a little bit more and maybe Cold Crush it back a little in distance. Mm, OK, all right. There's a couple of texts on the text line uh, about uh, another horse here. Jojo was a man. Any comment there, boys, on Jojo was a man from anyone? Well, he's a big, gross horse, and he's only had a couple of runs back. So typical of John, he'll, he'll try and pick him up uh, for a lightweight chance and maybe the Ingham, but he's still got to lift a little bit, hasn't he? Mm, yeah. Um, Richie, any comment there? And Jojo was a man. I thought he was never going to be right in the finish at the end. Uh, at the end, I know he started big odds, but looking at him too, he's the, he was on his second up. He had that little bit of a, a fresh up. I think he raced in about the mid year, and he went to another level last prep. So he's got more upside. I know that Johnny Thompson's always had a rap on him. Jojo was a man, so I wouldn't be giving up on him. He's improved one run to the next. Gator. Yeah, well, I mean, he had his chance. He was right behind second and third. Um, but I agree that uh, if, if you're following him, you're relying on his added fitness to improve him that three or four lengths that's going to take him to win a similar race. Let's uh, jump west because uh, this uh, group one, there's a lot of text on the text line about Paul Ailey. Obviously, they were following this horse when it was over here in the east. And, um, I mean, Duff, you were there. Extraordinary, the performance, wasn't it? It was. Like I said, he's um, he's been around the mark in all the big group ones early on and they've been trying to get the elusive because that's what they're all about. They like to win the group ones with these colts and, and obviously the stable mate fell away on the, on the race morning, Valana. Uh, which could be a blessing in two weeks' time. Um, just had a, a little bit of an infection in one leg, so he'd be right to go in, in uh, the, the last week there. But, yeah, look, he, he was fantastic. he come with a big run. They they really went hard hard enough up front for him, and he's just sizzled over the top of them out wide, and that, that's where all the placings come from. So that tells you they've gone hard, because Kiss on all four cheeks dragged him into the race. It was a big go. Uh, kiss an awful cheeks. I think it was about 25 to 1 there at once that they started betting and it was into uh, about uh, 11 to 1 at the finish, $12 at the finish and they nearly landed some big bets on her. Uh, tremendous performance from the other seven or the seven year old man, this will test you, who Mitchell Pateman's done a great job with and uh, Rothfire had every opportunity there. He, he was the only survivor, mind you, of the on-pace runners. So uh, they've gone out hard. The wind swept them home late there in the day, and it was uh, all about Pulele. What do they do with him next? I don't know. Maybe he's done enough. I don't. Uh, they'll, they'll just pick their mark. I don't know whether he'd back up in a couple of weeks' time at 1,400, considering it's, um, what do you say, job done. Mm. What was the crowd like there in the West on the weekend? It was weekend, good. Yeah. It was good. They had a promotion of the... 1950s days, and never had to dress up in the night. I didn't get the email, but uh, uh, it was it was a, a good little promotion, and um, yeah, it was. It was a, they got a really good crowd in late, um, so yeah. After last week, they've backed it up with another good crowd, so they're doing good things over there. Yeah, okay, and and obviously that that Eastern form. Uh, any comment there on uh, Paul Ailey, boys, Richie, or, or Gator? Well, I think what does it right. It was he was well placed, and the race just. Couldn't have panned out any better. I suppose he was that half stride, a little bit slow, and then the speed was just mad. I just, I don't know, Duck. You know the Western Australian form better than me, but just 
you know, I know that he's run some great races um, behind some great horses over here in the eastern states, but he, he's just, to my eye, that grade below, uh, uh, you know, the, the Group 1 class here in Sydney and Melbourne. And I suppose you've got to go where they can best find one. They find one. Does that stand him in a good stud when he goes to stud? Or is he, does he become a commercial stallion with the Group 1 over in Perth? Uh, yeah, well, he's, he's, he's placeable now, put it that way. Um, he'll definitely find a home, and it's probably going to start at Godolphin, because uh, he's well-bred, he's, he, he's a sharp, he's got speed, we know that. He did have a few things go his way as far as he found his good track. They took the blinkers off him. He was back round a bend. He was hopeless down the straight there the other day with the blinkers on, and, and he, he's, he's job done. You go back through his form, he's been, like you say, maybe a length off the elite all the way through. Uh, but they've they've always wanted to do this with him to put him on, the, you know, his name in lights and and the, they've done it. So mm. good luck to them. Um, all right, boys, uh, let's jump back over now to uh, to Melbourne. Vow and declare. Uh, there's a couple of texts here on the text line, Gator. I'll bring you in here and he gets the jump done. I tell you what, Luncey's on the turn. I thought, well, hang on, here we go. Never Luncey's. ever. But he <laughs> just doesn't want to run past, does he? No, look, he, he couldn't have asked for a better run. I mean, yeah. at the back of Vow and Declare, pretty much the whole race, it was the perfect ride from Blake Shin. Um, the winner uh, was exposed a long way from home, um, which was also a clever ride given his great asset is his endurance. He's a real endurance beast, is Vow and Declare. Looked beaten in a Melbourne Cup, came back and, and wins. Back in trip was a little concerned given those factors for me, but... Um, yeah, he just controlled that race, joined in a long way from home. Winner stalked him, the uh, runner-up stalked him everywhere, uh, but winner just too strong. And, uh, yeah, I think D-Day's come and gone for a few there at Caulfield on Saturday. Mm. Um, there's also another, just a text here on the text line. Can you ask a Gator about to Persan um, and the performance in the Zipping Classic? Look, it was a really honest effort. He, he led, he certainly didn't go hard, but he was joined, you know, in a line of three a fair way from home, so he was brave holding on for third. There was six lengths back to fourth, you know, but uh, Luncey's did get by him. He just hasn't won for a little while himself. Um, but look, he's, uh, you know, he boasts a fifth in a Melbourne Cup. He's really good at that, that second level. Um, this sort of class and below can suit him. His problem is he's getting up in the weights when, when it, you know, in handicaps now. Back up to Sydney. Yeah. I'll bring, I'll, I'll go, go, Richie, and then I'll, um, I'll oh, talk to you about Sydney. I was just... I was just going to say that, like, Duff, and again, what, what does Chris Lees do with Luncey? It's like you, you, you just couldn't have had a dreamt of a better run. He, he would, he just looked unbeatable on the turn. Blake Shin was giggling, um, and the only reason he went past Persan Gator was because he couldn't get past Bow and Declare because he, he didn't want to go past all of them because he would have got terrified. Uh, he's in the barn column forever, and I just thought the the training performance of the the weekend goes to Danny O'Brien with Bow and Declare. What a what a marvellous effort to get him back. I fell for him as well. And uh, next time I see him, <laughs> in, I, I'll be having lunchy. Lunchies, not lunches. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Zethus. Zethus, uh, back up to the Starlight Stakes. Uh, we see Tim Clark get uh, what the two big, the two double there again. Uh, and this was another good performance, wasn't it, uh, Richie, with, uh, with Zethus uh, in behind Sky Command. Um, look, look. we know that Tim can ride. He's always been a great rider. Um, but isn't it amazing? You get a couple of big wins, and it just seems like that momentum's just carrying through with him. Yeah, look, he was good performance. As you said, it was a lot of the ones down the bottom of the weights that were on the weekend. I thought this was good. Uh, I thought Sky Command was terrific. And he, I think the one thing about Sky Command, he's shown, like, from 
Uh, early on, I thought he was just a wet tracker, or she was, I should say. Uh, I think she's shown that she can handle dry tracks, but uh, even ducked in the Perth and Stevie Wonder never missed through the cracks for Angela Davies. Uh, I had to go back to the uh, the form guy, Duff. I'm looking down and said, what's this thing getting through the middle late? Jeez, it was a run late. Yeah, she's got him ticking over really good, and, and he's not an 1,100-metre horse, so... They're, they're working him up for, for a big, big performance. And, look, I don't know whether he's top of the tree, but everything's got a price. So, um, yep, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a big... There's a win in him next time if he finds the right race at maybe 12, 1,300 metres, even though he's won at 1,400. But um, I'm very interested to see what he, where he goes in his next two runs and what odds he's going to be. So I don't want to fall for the trap of... You know, because he, he's going to be gross unders because of the, the eye catcher. Uh, but he's certainly ready to win the right race. And it, it's funny you say that because Angela did say that in a recent interview, Duff, last mm. week. She said, uh, expect him to be a red light flashing last Saturday gone, which he was, and it's been noticed. And he's, and she made that point. She said, look, his, uh, his, his start, two starts away, that's when uh, he'll be right to go. So she's a very, very good trainer, Angela Davis. Very, very good. And um, she's got him ticking over beautifully, as you said. Staying in Sydney, I want to get a, a comment here on Dream Runner. A lot of people, obviously, are on Dream Runner um, and just, just didn't get that luck on the turn, did it, Rich? Yeah, no, it's hard to take excuses away from the winner, though. Uh, what a performance. Like, draws the car park, young Amy McLucas on, runs off the track a bit, still beats them, uh, Mars a bit. So, geez, it's hard to knock in. I, I was on point. I don't bet each way very rarely, Dave. I was on point, counter point. Um, <laughs> When I got through, then my great friends at Sky put it up as third. I said, oh, thank God. I said, I thought it was fourth for sure. <laughs> then I went to collect up, and they said, no, it did run four. <laughs> I knew it run four. Don't worry. <laughs> so did I, but I would say. <laughs> yes, it's... Uh... Uh, look, I think you're right. Uh, everyone, because he's a, a favourite and everyone's just rolling their eyes, dreaming, and I can understand, he probably should have won. But when you, uh, when you look at the winner, he found his own trouble in his own right and still overcome a few obstacles as well. Uh, so, yeah, both good performances, first and second there, and um, without delving too much into it, but he's just pulled out a big one, that uh, Mars bit, that Mars a bit, that's for sure. Yeah, and uh, just a comment um, on that horse we were talking about through the cracks, either the Razor Sharp or the December Handicap okay. is what uh, Angela said in that interview. Uh, so we just went back and had a listen. So, yeah, the Razor Sharp or the December Handicap is where you'll see through the cracks next, so... Be very interesting to see, as I said, what price and, and how that race shapes up. Um, we'll jump back down to Melbourne here because uh, we're on the punters post mortem. If you want to give us a call, thirteen fifty three fifty three. We've got to David Gately joining us. We've got to Ron Darvisey and also Richard Callender. And Gator, a few questions here in relation to uh, a horse that uh, won the last race, My Whisper. Another one that was mentioned. I had Peter Snowden on the program, and he said. Our best of the weekend were probably Mirror Vision and My Whisper, and that's why we split them up. And My Whisper was great late, and Mark Zara tells us, well, he's off now until January. Yeah, he's having a, having a break, Mark, and what a fabulous spring to remember for, for him, of course. And uh, the winner, I've always had a lot of time for her, My Whisper. I think she's um, a terrific mare. She can handle any ground. She can posse up wherever she likes. She can go back and storm home, as she did on Saturday. She's been able to posse up and, um, and take a spot as well. So not many... Equine athletes can do that. They tend to, as we know, follow their own sort of pattern. And, um, you know, Tora Jean took over and she was able to run her down in, in a strong field. Uh, so, you know, a terrific win. And, um, 
you know, still has some upside perhaps in the campaign. She also gave second and third and fourth a couple of kilos. So hard to take anything away from, from the winner there. Any comment um, I, on, on on my whisper, boys, Richie? I was going to like, I agree. Gator was a good performance. Um, geez, I've been taken with this uh, second mare, Tora Jean Gator. You know, it was only back in June she won what a, a very moderate maiden, uh, a very moderate 60 or 64 out there in the bush at Swan Hill. And then this preparation, wow, she's been terrific now in a, in a, in a group race to only just run second. I reckon there's plenty of upside for her. Yeah, agree. Uh, her run was was true. It wasn't. Be, I mean, first and third sort of swoop. So she was the the one that was sitting up second and just kept attacking that leader. Um, so it was sort of set up for something to run her down. But I certainly see what Dean Ender was doing, just putting the acid to the leader, denying knowledge. Um, but uh, just just nutted late. A terrific run. I thought Cliff's art was terrific there. She was set for that race, I think, and uh, she's an older mare, but she, once she finds those drier tracks, she's right up with them. And uh, my eyes were for her because I got the big odds her, and I thought she, I thought she could have a little, had a little bit. I'm not making big excuses for her, but I thought she could have had a little bit more luck there. We're going to take a break. It's 9.27 on Sky Sports Radio. Uh, text coming in on 0419-767-272 or give us a call, 13.53.53. This is Punter's Postmortem on Sky Sports Radio. Yeah, it's uh, Sky Sports Radio. It is 9.29. Give us a call. The phone lines are open, 13.53.53. Oh, uh, the text's 0419-767-272. Uh, you're with Richard Callender. You're with Ron Doversy and David Gately this morning. And uh, I'll come to you here, uh, Richie, because there's some texts about uh, uh, the highway on Saturday in Sydney and your thoughts on the run of Miss Kirribilli. Oh, uh, look, I... I know there was excuses to say that, you know, it got chopped down, but I don't, I'm don't. i not convinced that she was going good enough when she did get chopped out. So uh, she just got in an awkward spot just to behind them. I thought the effort was good. I think she's better when she can get up and build momentum and then, and then through the line. But, you know, I thought the winner was the winner got the job done. Another James McDonald gem of a ride. But, uh, yeah, Miss Kirribilli, honest, I don't think would have won anyway, Dave. Okay. All right. Uh, Gator? Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think, um, you know, that, uh, that she was out in time. So, uh, no sooking that one. I just think she might need 1,200 to get more into a confidence rhythm. Um, so she's got consistent highway form now. So I, And she's got youth and upside on her side, that being only her sixth or so start. So I'd prepare to give her another chance in a 1,200-metre highway. Um, I think she was placed in a 1,200 last preparation, so um, where she could just get on the bit and travel that little bit better. What about uh, back down the Kevin Heffernan uh, stakes? Uh, Norwegian Bliss obviously was flying the flag. Another peach of a ride here from uh, from Blake. Geez, he can get them in a good position, but um, difficult to run down Crosshaven, and we saw, you know, look, he, um, what, did he win a Guineas, or he won that a big race, didn't he? Um, back in the day, no, he didn't win a Caulfield Guineas. What was the race he won? He won a Carbine, a carbine that's right, uh, and he was tough to run down, wasn't he? Well, he was on this day, you know, but um, we hadn't seen him win since, said Carbine, uh, a thousand years ago, I think it was before COVID. But uh, look, <laughs> that race that race was full of frauds. I mean, there, there's a couple, a number of those just hadn't won for so long, and Norwegian Bliss was the one the punters identified, given she kept winning seven from seven, and she was good. And look, Crosshaven, back on top of the ground was probably the key, and just having that dream run where he couldn't think about it too much, 
he did run out a bit um, and held Norwegian Bliss. Literally, Magnate blew the start and probably cost her the race. And I'll also get your comment as well on the in the first. There's a couple of texts here. Can you ask um, Data what he thinks of Little Bros? Is it Little Brosy or Brossy? Um, Bros. Bros. Little Bros. Bros. Uh, Michael D and Ben and JD Hayes produced this uh, runner, this uh, two-year-old by Per and Canto. It was a nice win. I thought the debut was pretty good. There was some merit on the clock out of that Flemington race. She missed the start that day and ran second to a promising one, beat another promising one in the third, who was coming off um, some terrific trials and was well back. And, uh, look, she's, she had full momentum. Uh, I think the ride was the key, closing the door on cylinder 100%. at a key point of the race. And there's Gangitano storming home. He tried well himself. And Remedy's coming off a really good win, was close up fourth. So um, a lot to take out of the race. Semi-busy finish, but they had some form, A, at the trials, and B, on race day, a few of them. So certainly enough to like, yep. Okay, and um, I'll come back up here to you, Duff. Uh, did you see the two-year-old race to kickstart the day in Sydney, Disney? Yep, yep. I was just having breakfast at the time. It was... Uh, <laughs> look, he was just... He was uh, very forgivable uh, at his first start in the Golden Gift, where he got put up the fence on the point of the turn. And race experience is a marvellous thing. And he, he, he was much better there on Saturday. So you, you had, to be, uh, had to be happy with him. Like, he's got these, um, I think he's got these English races um, where he's going to head to now, and he's going to be a real live chance in them. I thought it's just terrific, Kimochi. Um, she just got held up at the, yeah, at the wrong time. And um, I know he won with authority, but she should have made it very, very interesting there uh, at the finish. Have we seen a good two-year-old yet? I don't know. Maybe we have. Maybe we haven't. I, I just, I'm waiting, waiting, waiting to be wowed by something. And uh, I'm not sure I have at this stage. Okay. All right. So what about yourselves, um, Richie and, and Gator, just on that comment? You... Well, I was going to say, firstly, Duff, every trainer's got a better one at home. Um, yes. So we'll get to see the better one. Unfortunately, we just never see it. I thought Disney was terrific. Um, and race experience, what Duff said, spot on. But uh, I thought Kimochi, you know, I said to Gary Pontelli, don't watch the replay. She just got <laughs> held up at the wrong, wrong time. And I agree. I know the margin was about a length and a quarter. Um, geez, I, I wouldn't knock anyone if they said she might have won. It was... Lost momentum, wrong time. Then she had to build herself, and she was closing fast. I, I thought they were both terrific. And just back to you, Gator. I thought it was. I know it was the first race of the day in Melbourne. Michael D. You know he wanted to wait that extra twenty or thirty meters, but he had to go because he knew exactly where Blake Shin was on cylinder. Yeah, hundred percent. He just put him right back in his place, and and I think that's the first time Blake's <laughs> been outridden since. Uh, yeah, probably since Crosshaven's Carbine win. But um, look, at what hold, one drew in, one drew out. So, um, you know, so the barriers are so important. You can't jump over them. But I think the, the only wow factor two-year-old I've seen so far is King's Gambit. I think um, all the others, uh, they've been busy finishes in moderate times, but it's very early days. And I go back to the trials and King's Gambit, and I th- I'm waiting, waiting, waiting patiently to see a horse called Don Corleone. I thought he was one of the best trialers at the official trials. So... He's the one I'm waiting for. All right. Um, while we're on, uh, just uh, before we get to the next break, um, just a comment here, guys. So, Mike, Duff, did you see any Hong Kong yesterday after you came uh, back in? Yeah, I did. I saw a little bit of it. I think it was a typical uh, Sunday afternoon where I think he made it about won about five or six yeah. races per and again. But Yui's had a good start. I think he's had about 13 rides for three winners, and he's rode a lot of placings at big odds, so he'd be... Uh, 
he'd be very he'd be, well. He know they know who he is, yeah. and uh, he's going to have a bit to say over there as well. Yeah. But uh, um, they needed someone like Yui there because the depth in the Hong Kong riders has fallen through the. Um, they've, they've prided themselves on, on having the best jockeys there at the right times and uh, it's just got a little bit light on for competition and especially since uh, Joe, uh, Joe's Joe gone. Yeah, he's obviously... I see he's doing that to a bit of a, a, a farewell tour. Um, he, he's keen on doing, getting around to different parts of the world so hopefully we see him in Australia at one point before he makes his way back to Brazil. But you're right, yeah, Purton five winners. And did anyone catch the um, Japan Cup yesterday? Ryan Moore. Um, that was. I'll, a, tell you, I'll, tell you something, I'll tell you something, Dave. The two-year-old just ate Newcastle, the first race. Blanc de Blanc was more wrapped I've ever heard on a, on a, on a horse. Salter almost beat it. I think they might win races themselves. The Japan Cup, two things I took out of the Japan Cup, Dave. Ryan Moore is, I think, the best jockey in the world. And Ryan Moore could sit in the front row and you line up the 35 best comedians in the world, and I get you, I guarantee you won't get him to smile. <laughs> That's an interesting. Why do you think he's the best jockey in the world, Rich? Because I, I, I do like uh, him. You know, it's hard to compare them, but he, he, that was a great ride yesterday. He's the only bloke that comes out here every time he comes to Australia against, in, our, in, our, in our market in Melbourne and Sydney, and he shines. He, he goes to Japan, he shines. He goes to Hong Kong, he shines. He dominates in Europe, um, he takes runs, he finds runs. Even when he's deep, they they run for him. There's got to be something about him. That, you know, it's no luck. You're creating plenty of winners everywhere. Mm. He found a lot of trouble there. Um, it would have been he got a, out, though, Duff. He got out, but if he wouldn't have got out, what, 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 what would he be saying? Um, that should have bolted in. He, he, had a, 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 he did take... He, he stayed cool when he got knocked down. That was his greatest asset there. Yeah. He, he didn't stand up in the irons and check and... and Throw his lollies out of the packet. Um, yeah. that, Good morning, that, to that, Bossy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that <laughs> that's what he does well. He, he he stayed cool in a very difficult situation. Yeah, he did. Uh, and it is funny. I was at a luncheon one uh, once, boys, uh, and uh, Huey was asked, you know, who's, who's the one jockey in the world? This is Hugh Bowman that. Uh, he sort of, you know, um, obviously enjoys riding against, but also has the utmost respect for. And he's the first person he said was Ryan Moore. He said he's never ridden against a, a stronger, tougher rider. And um, if you're in a pocket with Ryan, you're probably going to stay in that pocket for a long, long time. So, um, and just a comment on, um, uh, I know we touched on it last week with uh, with Dino, uh, but Damien Lane, I mean, um, extraordinary what he is obviously doing over there. He runs, what, third in the Japan Cup, looked the winner at one stage as well. Um, he's just a, a brilliant asset to our riding over here, isn't he? Well, he's just a, a quiet achiever. He doesn't, you know, blow his own trumpet. He just gets the job done. You have a look at his ride in the race. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was probably the best. Um, but, yeah, he's just, a, you only got to look at his riding record and I, I, it's easy to say he doesn't get the credit he deserves because he, he has, because he's ridden all the big winners around the world, but he's gone over there every year to Japan and dominated and, and, and um, done the right thing and he's a great ambassador for our sport. We'll take a break. I reckon, or go, go Rich. Sorry, Here I, am. I was going to say, I reckon Damien Lane's first ever ride he had for our leading trainer in Chris Waller, he was in a group one in Melbourne and he ran second last. He's gone on from there. He certainly has. Yeah. It's at 9.39, Sky Sports Radio. You're listening to Sky Sports Radio and Punter's Postmortem. Yeah, welcome back to Punter's Postmortem. It is 9.41, and you're with uh, Ron Dovacy, Richard Callender, and David Gately, and uh, a bit of a good story. Um, we obviously saw Cam Smith there win 
the Australian PGA on the weekend that uh, his caddy, uh, I love this yarn, um, Sam Pinfold, didn't have much success on the track, but uh, he was asked on the weekend, I think on Saturday, he had to duck off uh, as they were playing and uh, on the tab app watch the race. He has got a couple of horses with Kelly, Kelly Schweder and... Uh, I, as I said, um, I think it ran last, uh, the horse that he's got to part owner in slow hands. But uh, it's good to see that uh, there's always people out there loving having a punt. Doesn't matter what uh, what's going on in their life or world, there's always time to watch the uh, the tab app. But just on Queensland too, and it's an interesting uh, topic, this, boys. Um, and, I mean, this is punters post-mortem, so we are punters. Um, you, this story that Trent Knackers put out uh, yesterday afternoon about... Um, the corporates, obviously, and the point of consumption tax up there, um, and uh, you know the fact that there's there's chat that they're going to some companies are going to remove Queensland Racing from their 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 portfolio of products altogether. What do we think about that, gents? Just as a, a interesting, for a it is interesting. It, it is interesting. It, it might be you play the bluff, or what do you do there? Because it's caused a bit of talk, and um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, who makes the next chess move there? Because it's, uh, I think they put it up. What did they put it up? Twenty uh, percent or whatever they did. And um, uh, yeah, it's a Mexican standoff at the moment. It is. Um, any comment there, Richie? Oh look, I, I, I think over the, the last, I think everyone agrees that um, everyone that uses the product is entitled to pay for the product. The, the forgotten person all the time is only because they've got no representation anywhere is always the punter. I think we all agree on that. The, the less tax, the more that, you know, the, the better percentage and the better odds we get, the better chance we are of winning. That's what uh, percentage is all about. But you've also got to put the show on. I don't know enough about Queensland's uh, price and consumption tax, but there's surely got to be a happy medium that gets uh, everyone, but everyone's got to pay too. Mm. Uh, Gator, I'll bring you in here because we're talking about uh, Melbourne. Uh, some comment here on Jigsaw, who was well-backed, mate, and Daniel Moore got the job done. Yeah, look, uh, he, he was a jump-out star before his first up win. And, look, he broke the track record, but they all did. It was every kid gets a medal day at Cranbourne. <laughs> and, um, but what he did was absorb a lot of pressure and bolt in. It was a terrific win. Um, and then he was able to back that up on Saturday, second up, this time taking a different angle, sitting up and, and second on the leader, taking over and winning quite well. So um, dry tracks looked to be the key. And he, he, always, he showed a, bit, a lot early. He looked one of the proper two-year-olds, didn't he? Some hope leading into a blue diamond. So just lost his way a little bit. But now he's back with GST. All right. What a weekend uh, John Sargent's had. Uh, with Incredible. With Gin, Gin Martini. Uh, two mile. Uh, I've been waiting to back her, and I thought she was going to Newcastle, and then uh, to win the that race yesterday. Um, the Jericho Cup. The Jericho Cup. Uh, amazing, amazing effort. Mm. Amazing effort from uh, from the John Sargent and his team. Were you confident with Jim Martini? Um, yeah, because it looked at one stage like it was a bit of a slog fest, wasn't it? Well, it was that type of race, yeah. wasn't it? It was that type of race. She was just just grinding, 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 and just the biggest set of lungs won late there. Mm. I was just looking at the time uh, the Dubton States gator and up. 57.32. I, I remember when I used to win the 100 metres in about 11.5. Oh, I'll turn it up. Just, <laughs> now they're running just nine over. Remember when I used to win a 1,000 metre race in like a minute two? Now it's 57.3. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, now, uh, there's a couple of texts here about uh, back up to Sydney. So I might get a comment here from you, Duff, Rich, and in fact, the three of you. Um, Bonnie Ezra, which uh, obviously Robbie Dolan got the chocolates to feeding Dr. Jewel. That was in the uh, the ATC, the Elite Sand and Soil ATC Cup. What do we make yep. of the performance of Bonnie Ezra? Well, she drew deep. Um, so Chris Waller made notification. He said, look, um, we're just going to ride a coal. We don't think we can get it across. Um, maybe that's another string to a bow now because she, she did get you know a little bit of interference just inside the furlong. And I thought losing that momentum for a horse that was you know ridden coal was going to stop her. But then she was able to pick herself up. And in the end, jeez, oh, it was a, a soft win. Um, she, I'd imagine she's heading towards the Christmas Cup and those type races. Up and I think Saturday was just a big, big bonus. Oh, how stupid are we? Uh, every man and his dog give her the horse to follow after she resumed in the Falante. I think it was the Falante <laughs> Stakes. Running to dead ends galore. Uh, went to Newcastle. She's ran okay there, but typical flat second up run, and everyone jumps off him. And he comes out and wins a 25 to 1 in a winnable race. Uh, you know, it's so, we can be so stupid at times, um, making a horse to follow and then not going through with it after its second up run where it was probably a little flat. So that's a classic case there because he was the real eye catcher at his first run back. And I think no one disagreed with that. And Duff, just quickly, alias, uh, Chris Waller made a good point on the weekend, boys, that, and it was because of the race called the Big Dance. He qualified for the big dance down in Wagga, and he had a couple of runs, so Chris had to try and keep him fresh, and he said, I've worked out it's very hard to have the fresh runs fourth and fifth up. Um, He's now back up to 2,000 metres. Of course, the bigger news was, I think the top pick from their stable was New Mandate, who was a late scratching when it dumped here and going on the track. That's right. Uh, What about um, Rondino, a gator? Um, Any comment there on Rondino? Yeah, may well have won it. Um, a long way back on the inside. Uh, the winner got the inside runs. This horse, they, they yeah. messed around. Playing the percentage is probably, you know, the smart move. It'll, it'll get you the right result more often than not. But she didn't have enough room at such a key stage and then was coming again when tightened late. So you can argue, look, I wouldn't I'd go to war with you about it, but you can argue it was the one that probably should have won it. Gator, can I ask you a question then, Duck and David? Every punter out there, how many times do you back the horse that's three back the fence and you see they come off and do the right thing looking for a run. The horse that's four back the fence yes. behind you in what you think's the worst spot, then goes up, takes your spot, they roll off the fence, it goes through and wins, and you're still held up. Oh. Yep. Well, the first one to do it has to make the move first. Uh, that keeps the options for the one behind him. He's got two cracks at the cherry. Either he, he follows the one that's getting the luck, or he ducks back in and when they're wandering about. it's um, Yeah, you're right. <laughs> The one behind always uh, has the second look at things. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, and it does happen more often than not. Um, another one, uh, Mission Phoenix here. There's a couple of texts saying, uh, well done to Tyler Schiller for his ride there on Mission Phoenix. What do we make of uh, that run, Duff? Yeah, look, I haven't looked at the figures, but I thought they were going to, on, on paper, I thought they were going to go out a lot harder in that race. And he looked like he got his um, control. He's been a tough horse from the front. I think Worthily ready to step up in distance now. He's launched further. Uh, he'll run 2,200 or 2,400, and uh, I think that'll top him off. For, out of that race, I, I, on paper, I thought it was an interesting race with form, line, uh, form lines galore and end up the midweek form line come out on top. But I think Worthily's the one I want to follow, and he was quite solid in the market there on Saturday as well. Okay. Yeah, I think he was enough. I think Worthily was terrific. I thought Bashow doing this was good. I think Tony B showed that he probably needs a little sting out of the track. 
Um, Global Osbridge done an incredible job this preparation. Probably, you know, he'll come back better horse next time. But the story of the winner is no doubt Tyler Shield. I wrote it last week. I, 12 months ago, Duff, I, I thought, you know, he'd just outright his claim, Tyler, go back to the bush. But um, the last six months, this young man, I, I don't care who's alongside him. I love backing him because he's got that bit of confidence. Yeah, look, um, I'm, so you sit back and you say, oh, wow, how good is this, Zach Lloyd? How good is this, Dylan Gibbons? And I keep forgetting this young man, is, he's already been there and done that in charging through. He's only got a, I don't know how long he'll have this kilo and a half for. He rides so light, he's got the world at his feet, he's a cool customer. We have got three of the best apprentices at the same time we've had in my memory. Because um, they're, they're, they're both, they're all level-headed young men. Uh, they all ride light. And as long as they stay patient, and they're going to go to the top of the tree, the three of them. Let's get to our. We had a call there, Lenny. Uh, he is there. He wants to talk about Bonnie Ezra. Good day, Lenny. Hey, gentlemen, gentlemen. I need to share um, the uh, once in a lifetime hunting story on Saturday with in, uh, involving Bonnie Ezra. Hey, it's um, good. And if Mr. Mungie was there, I was actually going to offer to send him a bottle of Grange, but he's not there, so he misses out. No, hang on, you can still send, send it through to us, and we'll try yeah. and get it to him somehow. I'll, I'll give you his post office address. Yeah, I don't know if it'd be cool. We can give him the bottle. Is but, that uh, yeah, Kingsford. Yeah. Kingsford. <laughs> so um, it's our annual end-of-year punters club gathering at the local club, and I'm like, you know, been punting 30 odd years and I'm like yeah I'm just going to take mystery trifectas mystery first fours for the for the day that's my day right you know five dollar ten dollar mysteries Bonnie Ezra's race it gives me the uh, the first four for ten dollars 41.66 percent it pays 56,000 I collected 23,671 dollars for ten dollars Fair dinkum. On a mystery. And, uh, <laughs> on a mystery. On a mystery. So, Mr. Munsey, if you are listening on the 10th tee or 9th hole, whatever, thank you very much yeah. for picking the numbers for me. So, yeah, he had, yeah, he had nothing to do with it. Yeah, he'll claim that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Duff, so, Duff, next Wednesday night and Thursday when I ring you do on the form, you can yeah. ring me. I'm going to be out playing golf. I've had enough of that. I'm going to go on the mysteries. <laughs> $10 mystery. There is well a good done. story. Yep. Unbelievable. Fantastic. Thanks for your call, Lenny. Uh, 13.53.53, if you've got any more good yarns for us for the weekend like that, if you can beat Lenny's, or if you've got a question for our panel, give us a call now and uh, we'll take a break. We still have the horses to follow coming. This is Punter's Postmortem on Sky Sports Radio. It's 9.54 on Sky Sports Radio. Let's get to uh, our next caller on the line. I think you'll find it's Ray. G'day, Ray. Hey Dave, how are you? Good, mate. What's on your mind for the panel? I was the Marin Eustace fan that was waiting for your getting the mail from you on Marin Eustace. Oh, that's right. You won the win. you won the twelve thousand. Yeah, well, I had a I got fourteen and a half on Saturday because I backed Emerald Kingdom. You had Desley, uh, the trainer on Foster a few weeks ago. Yep. And she had a, she had that horse in the following Saturday, and she said, "Oh, I'm going to keep it for the Gold. I'm going to going to be set for the Gold Coast." Yep, and it keeps leading, winning races, and that was a gutsy win on Saturday because I'd backed Hollyfield the week before when that one. I was a bit nervous, but uh, what a ticker that horse has got. It kept fighting Hollyfield off and won, I thought, reasonably easy. Yeah. But it's, they're always good prices. You know, 10 to 1, 11 to 1. It, it's a champion little horse. I don't know how little it is. but so he won another 14. Yeah, 14 and a half, mate. Oh. 
Okay, so awesome. you blokes keep tipping up and... Uh, well, can we get some Grange or something? Can we... the Grange? What yeah. was that address for the Grange? Yeah, well, no, we'll, we'll hold the line. We'll get the details. Yeah. Hey, you listen, you, Christmas you can't lend me a thousand like get me memory back, can you? <laughs> 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 oh. Keep some good work out, boys. Thank you, mate. Yes. Thank you very well, much. I, it's always I, nice. I, I, love when you, I, I love when you get your dad to ring up Dave. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. Dad no, and Dave. Yeah. Yeah, give me a ring up. Um, 14,000 cents. No, but... Uh, it, you know what? It's nice that uh, people out there, are, you know, not only listening but also, you know, jotting them down and following. Like obviously, you guys provide the horses to follow. Um, and I love how Gator was hard on himself at the start and said, "Oh, we couldn't find a winner." <laughs> oh, it's got, but you know what? Um, you know, some days are diamonds, some days are rocks, aren't they, Gator? No, this is a fact. It's not. Wasn't my first ever time being beaten at the races. <laughs> what to, actually? In, in, because I always love these stories because often, you know, we, um, like I do that punters club on the weekend and people will come up and they'll say, you know, what's it like to work with your duffs and your gators and whatnot? And gee, you must get, you know, a good mail here and there. I said, well, you know, at the end of the day, they're all human. Um, some days they're going to win. What would be, and I, I love this on a Monday because then we can just look forward and, and be positive. What would be the worst, the worst thing that's ever happened to your duff punting wise at a racetrack? Being born. Oh God! No, like, what's the one? What's the one that you just always remember? Whether it be a big multi you had going and you needed a horse to win, and it's been beaten a half head, or you know, what's oh, or, no, or maybe a scratching I, at the gate. You've taken something at twenties and it's about to I, jump. And I try not to reflect because I just let them. <laughs> my job is to predict the future, not the past. <laughs> but I've I've had uh, lots of hard luck stories, and but. Uh, some most people have got enough of their own without listening to mine. To tell you the truth, Gator, have you got anything? <laughs> oh yeah, no, plenty. Um, <laughs> it's only a one-hour show, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, look, I think the the thing is, um, yeah, that uh, you know, I, th- I tend to agree with uh, with Darth. Let's uh, let's focus on the uh, the future rather than the, the past. Yeah. No, well, Gator, that's lovely to say. Let me just tell you, Richard, will have a few. We'll How's that protest at Flemington that day? <laughs> yeah, we'll slice in one show. That was an embarrassment. Then you're going to have two in Sydney. One at Canterbury Duff when they upheld uh, uh, Take Heart against Donner's Appeal. That was embarrassing when Zach Burton home and he got, the, he got out of the turn. And the worst one was at Rose when my old man said, listen, put the microphone down, son, you get away. Murray's coming out. He said, you don't want to lose your job like this. And when he upheld the protest, great Anna against Bereza. Peter Taylor sold all these horses. Peter Snowden was working for John Hawks, and the only reason they protested was because the owner from Hong Kong was in Australia. The margin was a length and a quarter. Beeman said, I don't want to protest. It's frivolous. Murray upheld it. He upheld it. I thought it was a good result. I had something on the winner. <laughs> I thought you were going to start talking about... It was always going to be uphill. I thought you were going to start talking about he's remarkable. Over oh, Perth. God. Oh, no, don't bring up the war over here. <laughs> Um, Because, uh, you know what, But uh, one thing I know we we always want to look forward, but it does make you very relatable because everyone has punters. I think sometimes people, and and you see a lot of that with, you know, we we see tipsters online, um, you know, tipping the good results, but it is also nice to know that, you know what, we are just human and we can just go like busted sometimes and... Um, you know, it's hard work, and we at least we front up and, and have a crack again. So I think it. Um... One more, one more for you, Dave. Yeah. One more for you, Duff. <laughs> Remember the day at Rose Hill when they, the the photo finisher quit didn't work, 
Everyone in the world knows that Anthony Cummings horse had won, and Ray Murray gave the verdict for the other <laughs> on the inside. Uh, oh. I'll give you another half hour. You can sleep on it. You can write them all down. All right. There's, there's millions of them. There there's millions. millions of them. There but the, the most important thing is we're in a self-interest sport, so we've got to back up our own judgment. We uh, that's that's the sport we're in. We're we're, we're all into self-interest, and mm. uh, that's what that's what runs the game. <laughs> yeah, and I never I never forget one boys. Uh, there was one that was uh, not long after I started working here. There was a trial, and it wasn't. It was trials and tribulations. A great man, Tony Brassel, told me to back this horse at Scone, and we're on at twenty six dollars, dollar eighty. It is scratch at the gates, yeah. fractious in the gates, and uh, yeah, the one that get, there, there's thousands of them. Uh, well, I thought it's a good feeling, Duff, is when you've done the form for a meeting, and the thing you like gets scratched. You haven't looked at any other meet in New South Wales. And then you're watching Sky One in the afternoon, and you see it pop up at the Sky Two meeting, and it wins. <laughs> oh, That's right. Oh, too good. Uh, let's get some horses to follow. I'll start with you, Gator. What are we following for the weekend, mate? Yeah, well, I mean, we referenced uh, Jigsaw earlier, and um, the horse that ran second to him was Rose Quartz, and uh, I think she is so ready to win as long as the tracks are dry. It's the key to her. There's an up-and-comer called Jenalala who covered a lot of ground in a good race at Caulfield on Saturday and I thought stuck to the task really well. It's actually coming again on the line. There's a sneaky good run. And Grand Slam, third up, on speed, dry track, is ready to win. All right. Uh, Duff, your horse is to follow. Well, Worthley is ready for a peak performance at 2,000 metres. Um... Look, you've got a Sunshine Rising picks himself, but he probably, what does he do? Go to the Ingham? That's not going to be an easy race to win. You know, we've got the new Boomers horse there, Nugget. You've got Darge Run, who's won last start. You've got Riadini. You've got Brutality. The flying hope in your heart and a tissue with a new lease of life. So it's not going to be easy if he's going to go into that race second up, but he's surely going to run well. He has to be a horse to follow from Saturday. And through the cracks, yeah. I like the idea. The razor's sharp and maybe even a, a 1,200, and then the back up into the December handicap at 1,400. So, yeah, comfortable with him as long as they uh, don't serve up a ridiculous price. All right, uh, and uh, let's get uh, your horses to follow, Richie. Yeah, well, I think Duff said it right with Sunshine Rising. It's not going to be easy for him, but uh, for what he did on Saturday after such a, a long period of time after injury, it was incredible. I think Skyman's run was good. When he draws a good barrier now that he's had the freshen up at the mile, he'll win a couple of these races over the the summer. And the other one is in the bottom. This fellow is flying, Democracy Manifest, Darren's mm. favourite horse. His last three starts, it's only been Patton. Coda Healy led in one. Kyle Crusher led in one. Mensa Missiles led in one. He's been incredible all three times. He's only got to need a touch of luck and a better gait, and he'll be just putting a couple more on the trot. I like it. Thanks for being a part of the show today, gents. Uh, a bit of a shout-out, too, to Dean Lester, who's in hospital over the weekend. So hopefully Dino is uh, is all good coming into this week and the latter part of this week, and we'll have him back next Monday. Thanks for jumping on. Uh, appreciate it, um, Gator. No, pleasure, guys. Anytime. All right. And uh, Munns is playing golf. So he had to play some golf today. So, Richie, you're in. So, mate, um, thanks for, for chiming in and being a part of the show. Yeah, I've retired from golf, so it makes it a lot easier. Uh, I've got more time here. No, thank you, Dave, and good luck to everyone and everyone that's still suffering with those floods. Um, call out if you need help. All right, and uh, Duff, thanks, mate. We'll hopefully catch you next week. Yeah, thanks, Dave. A shout-out to Dino. Boy, he's one tough man. He's one tough man. He's an iron horse, uh, old Dino, and um, we want him back. Yeah, we certainly do, mate. Uh, we'll take a break. That has been Punters Post Mortem. Horses to follow will be up as we speak uh, very, very soon on the socials.